from grain to glass. This show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. I am Brian. And this is the best beer show on the internet. (laughs) Robot voice? And I am Brian. Brian. We are French Brian and French Corsair. Today we are going to make a croissant. (laughs) We are going to talk about Flanders and the Red Air. Uh, Do we have Gaston as a guest? (laughs) Nobody brews Uh, like Gaston. Nobody. I brought that I just, I recently saw the high the Hudson Wisconsin high school production of uh, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think you told uh, me about that. Yeah. That sounds fun. It was great. I I mean, you know, the, like the 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 crew of kids that I was kind of with in high school growing up. There, I mean, I, I wasn't really in like one friend group. I was in many groups, but one of them that I spent a lot of time in was like choir and drama, and so. You know, to see these these high school productions and to remember all of the stuff that went into it was is just pretty incredible. Uh, to watch a bunch of young people that are doing this literally in their spare time, they don't have to do this shit. So yeah, it was it was uh, it was a little bit emotional for for a hot second. I you know uh, really enjoyed it. So the gas the Gaston song might be <laughs> one of the best ones. Like it's like wow uh, hashtag me too Gaston. <laughs> 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 Maybe where that originated from. <laughs> Holy moly. All right. Uh, before we get too deep here, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, uh, specifically the American Homebrewers Association. Bo, they bo, do a bo. They do a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us. During the AHA, we'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the furrow link at the bottom of the homepage and join today. Uh, and also, if anybody knows how to use the AHA referral uh, uh, for Northern Brewer on their website, please let me know. What the hell is that? Uh, so Northern Brewer will give you 10% off of your purchase with the AHA, but they don't have a plate. Like, I don't know how to do that on uh, online. And, like, I emailed them multiple times. I emailed the AHA. It would have saved me, like hundreds of dollars over the 80 style challenge oh man like, yeah no and i just like i could not figure it out point shit so but yeah i mean if you, anybody knows how to do that online please let me know because going forward i would like to save money well i mean we'll, we can i guess we could talk about this some more off the air but katie from bobtown is at northern brewer getting ingredient for her stuff like pretty much every week Ah, uh, yeah and I may have some extra crap in my malt room, too. Well, and, like, I have a lot of, like, Fredrickson also made me the same offer. He's yeah. like, you know, if you ever need anything, I'm like, Absolutely. yeah, but, like, I, I, it's always, like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I never know what I need until the week of. And, like, it's always weird shit. And that's <laughs> True. Like, it's never, like, like, if I ever need, like, two row or something, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I'll just talk to you. I know who has like, two row. <laughs> Like, hey guys, can I just have like ten pounds of two row? <laughs> <laughs> Usually, oh, plenty yeah. left. Like, over. yeah, no, just take this half sack. I don't. We can't do use it anymore. So, but yeah, it's like yeah, like that's and that's the thing. But all right, beer wise, Brian, brain, what have you been up to? Man, uh, so what you did know, you reserve from the last show? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to recycle something or. Uh, we did have the the one okay. So officially, we're sitting here, and it is what uh, like mid January, January twentieth. Yeah. So well, I'm getting towards the end then. Whatever. Long story short, uh, my brewery Hop and Barrel uh, turned one year old in uh, December. Uh, we had a raging crazy party. It was a blast. Uh, we released a. Oh, this is something I didn't say. Yeah, we released our take on a brute IPA. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah. And you didn't bring any. Did we? We probably talked about this the other day, and I was like, well, I should bring some. Yep. Yeah. Gosh darn it. All right. Well, um, in any yeah. case, uh, I think I think it, it worked out really well for us, and uh, I'm very pleased with uh, after, like, and we've talked about this on this show before with, you know, the whole, like, it punches you in the face and then it goes away thing, you know, with hops and what have you, but this particular brute... Uh, I like it a bunch because after the hops go away, 
There's still some malt. It dries out, and there's this just, like, crystal clear malt character. See, that sounds nice, and I want to have some. So I might need to, uh, I might need to go down to the brewery, I I want to go to there. I want to go to there, please. How do I get there? (laughs) Um, You guys also, uh, I also forgot to ask you last uh, episode about how you guys put the Sierra Nevada beer on. Yeah, resilience, man. That was cool. And I think I was raving and ranting about how excited I yeah, was you, were, you were talking about how excited you were to have it on. Yeah, it's uh, this is so if we were there's, there, there, there were two big, you know, big spikes, you know, in, in this in, in the craft beer thing. If we're going to move in and talk to that versus homebrew, homebrew is different. Um, spikes in that happened in, in different you know, timing yep. than, than yeah, yeah. craft movement, blah, blah. So if we're going to talk about like the craft two movement, different timelines, correct. That that's, thank you. What I said was, but what I meant was what you said. Uh, so anyway, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> help me help you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're talking, if we're talking about like the, the, the movement of, um, craft beer in like the nineties or something, I just really feel like this would be one of those like first right out the gate, gateway craft experience type of beers and the the, the just the, the sheer simplicity of this recipe just blows my damn mind and and how complex it tastes versus the simplicity so i'm 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 really curious um like this is essentially a i i just say like a 1998 2002 recipe yeah west coast style ipa yeah just uh that you are brewing in 2019 Releasing to a beer savvy public, how is it selling out of the tap room? It's selling great. It's selling like every other West Coast IPA we have. Um, okay, I, like I'm, I'm just, I, I'm like, I really like this style, and I'm not like, and, uh, but, I have, to, I always have to keep in check that my palate's a little different than everybody else's mm-hmm. because of what we do on a weekly basis. Well, yeah, and I mean, like, the reason I like this particular beer and the recipe and that is because of its nature of being old school. Um, personally, I would never, ever put C60 into an IPA. I don't think it belongs. Uh, I think when you're adding another thing that will deteriorate quickly into, like, for, in this case, oxidation with the C60 or, you know, your, your like, plentiful hops on the dry hop um, kind of you know, wanting to go away quickly. <clears throat> I think honestly, like th- this is, this is a totally old school, but totally delicious. You know, it is a caramel bomb. It was, you know, I mean, think well, it's Sierra Nevada. Well, well, that too. So think about, uh, you know, it was like, you know, 16 bags of two row and then, um, one bag of C60 and it was, and it just, it's just like, blam, caramel. You know, just just I like I it was it was a throwback and I really liked it. Totally like trying um, it. It was it was fun. And, well, and what was it? It was like is it Centennial and, and um Cascade? Yeah. I think. Yeah. So just again, out and out classic. Um it this beer was right on the money with uh beers that were part of the first piece of each of the two you know, I don't know if you would call it revolutions or whatever in, in craft brewing and it is well and i mean you look at like sierra nevada pale ale which yeah. we're still drinking yep still. um it's i mean there's a big caramel note to this mm-hmm. massive caramel a lot of like that classic hop character and this was a lot of people's introduction mm-hmm. to craft beer like yep. this is like one of the og craft beers totally still is you know there's this movement to to kind of like boost and protect uh um classic styles because you know breweries are feeling the pressure to come out with something new every week or whatever uh because you know uh, craft brewing has gotten hyper local and you know in order to keep the people who are walking in there oh what's new what's new what's new you have to you know make a balance between your your go-to's that's what your one barrel pilot matches are for yeah (laughs) yeah and you know honestly like i don't i don't i don't i'm not gonna pay my brewers to do that all the time yeah like they've got enough stuff to do that's the one that's that honestly that should be your like oh hey this is my one week or one day a week or every other week to brew i'm just gonna brew something on a one barrel system and 
<coughs> well, kind of what we've taken, <coughs> what we've taken to doing is taking, um, like when the, not the final runnings, but when we're r- running about to run into the kettle or I'm sorry, when we're about to run into the fermenter, um, our guys are, will take a, a five gallon bucket or two of wort and just do something with it. Oh, nice. Um, they, they've got three or four projects going on right now. And then we had some stuff they put into oak barrels, uh, nice. some sour. Oh, you guys are having your big, uh, barrel yeah, thing in a couple of a weeks, few, right? Uh, it's going to be in February. Uh, we'll have a big ass barrel. When are you guys release. doing the blending? Friday. This Friday? Yeah. Take, take work at work, work from home. And I'm using air quotes for those. I might just it. take the day off. You probably should. Yeah. Like what time? <laughs> I'll let you know. Yeah, let me know because I would I would be definitely interested in checking that out. Yeah, what do we have? Eight, like about fifteen or sixteen barrels that we're gonna. There's two different things out of those, but we're gonna just kind of. I might see. be shit for D and D later in the day, but well, that's what Justin was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. We'll take a break. We'll go eat. <laughs> you know, and then we'll we'll, we'll deal with it. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, no, that's that's exciting. Uh, this is very random. Have you guys uh, thought about doing a partagile at all, or uh, possibly? I don't. I mean, it. it uh, honestly, it sounds like it's going to make the day turn from. A six eight hour brew day to uh, ten twelve to ten twelve and then yeah again I I mean no yeah, I completely understand you know so but anyway so yeah we'll have uh, a bunch of bourbon barrel aged Russian imperial stout uh, we'll have three you know we've kept this really quiet because we weren't really sure what we were going to kind of do with these barrel aged sours um, but I think all three of them are will will stand up to to nice. a lot of different stuff out there. And then to kind of, you know, bring it back full circle as far as these buckets that the boys have been working on, they'll take the, well, during the summer, two of them, they just took them and stuck them up on the roof of the brewery. And, to collect yeast? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. And one of them's in a bottle and it is very weird. Are you guys calling them good. bucket beers? Uh, well, now we will. <laughs> You want it? it? Sounds like something you know, like I sell out of my, my trunk in the alley. <laughs> bucket beer. All right, so this one's from bucket the Bucket beer. Boys. Yeah, the Bucket uh, Boys. <laughs> this is Bucket Boys Old One. Uh-huh, bucket Boys Best One. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's the what's Bucket going Boys on. series. I like it. Otherwise. Uh, <laughs> You didn't save anything either. What have you been up to? Uh, well, I mean, I did actually, because I uh, bought ingredients, and I'm going to brew a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, so I bought the stuff for the uh, the water um, experiment, where I'm going to brew the same IPA, uh, single hop, citra, the one that we talked about during the water episode. Yep. I'm going to brew it uh, with modified water and without modified water. To see if we can taste the difference. I already have a bunch of people lined up who are like, I will taste both beers and tell you which one is the worst. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm kind of excited about that. Probably do uh, a triangle taste on those because I think uh, learn, or from what I've learned from uh, why, the name is escaping me now. The beer experimentation website. Uh, oh, my how did we just blank on this? It's one of my favorite websites to read. Brewlosophy. Oh, Brewlosophy. Yes. Uh, the triangle taste is the only yeah, way to Yeah, the only way to go. Marshall Schott does the good work, dudes. Yeah. If you guys don't pay attention to what he's doing, I don't know. You, you really should. <laughs> You're he's, missing out. He's awesome. Um, but yeah, so we will do that. That'll be fun. Um, and then... Other than that, man, like, I, we have, well, we're going to talk about today, my brother wants me to brew, for, brew a beer for his wedding, so we're going to be uh, getting ready, or we're going to be developing the recipe on the show, because anything for an episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, other than that, like, just still kind of recovering from the L.A. stuff, uh, missed, or going to Central Waters this week no last weekend uh, as this comes out i was at central waters last weekend i'm sure it was awesome but i'll give you a more <laughs> in-depth in thing uh next week you I had promise. a great time <laughs> uh, well no I'll, g- I'll give you an in-depth thing uh i'm going with fredrickson this year so that'll be oh, interesting cool. yeah yeah well you'll have to meet up with uh jim gullickson uh, uh have you met him or not? i have not met jim oh i'll introduce you guys okay yeah because yeah. he can't like didn't you come back from 
20 and you were like, here's some 20. And I tasted Yeah, no, I gave 20. you a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jim was yeah, like, where'd you get a bottle of 20? Yeah, that was, uh, it, it was, uh, well, speaking of uh, hot dish. Yeah. I came back from Central Waters. Yep. And did hot dish competition that oh. afternoon. I was hungover. Like Rick and I were both hungover, and we stopped at in Milwaukee for pizza, and so we were full too on top oh, of it. And so we judged hot dish, hungover and full, which not a bad time. No, so yeah, what he's talking <laughs> about is at the at the brewery last year we did a hot. Di- we do a bunch of food related contesty things, and one of them, you know, one of them is a hot dish contest, another one's a taco throwdown uh, with all the different places in town that will make tacos, which there's. If if you anybody can make a taco, well, yeah, exactly. You could like in like Chef Bill from Agave said uh, he was like Brian. You can turn anything into a taco, like literally. And I'm like cereal, Brian. I can figure that out probably, but shut up, dude. I would yeah. uh, I would take Rice Krispies as the tortilla cereal taco. Like a right a right a Rice Krispies treat as the tortilla. Yeah, and like you fold up some like Fruit Loops or something. I'm in. Like oh no, some Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp. <laughs> <clears throat> In any case, the hot dish contest is is judged by the BJCP guidelines. We use uh, the BJCP guidelines because that is what we were familiar with in the 20 minutes that Brian gave us to come up with the (laughs) (laughs) categories to judge hot dish. Yeah, we're a little more organized. What did I say about me not being much of a planner? No, no. (laughs) I I think it turned out really well because it first it forced force us to think on the spot mm-hmm. and like we never would have come up with the BJCP guidelines otherwise. Well, the, the funny part about that too, is that there was a, a couple people that didn't win. And the one was the one described her walk to the, from the brewery to the, to the parking lot to her car with her non-winning hot, du- hot dish leftovers as the quote unquote walk of shame because she didn't win. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Well, we did this thing, and we had no idea who would, how many there people would show up. There was a lot of hot dishes. There, uh, there like were some shitty ones. 20-something uh, I will dishes. never, ever, ever forget the truck stop hot dish. Oh, truck stop hot dish. Uh, for those of you not in the know, that was a can of Hormel chili with uh, some, un- Und- or some, some undercooked, undercooked uh, biscuits. Pillsbury biscuits in it and some cheddar cheese on top. Um, I'm pretty sure I still have salmonella. Well, uh, I mean, like... <laughs> You know, basically sounds like a pretty tasty deal, but I no, no, not apparently. How does that sound like a tasty deal? Chili and biscuits, undercooked biscuits. Well, no, I mean when they (laughs) (laughs) when they became when when they're undercooked, then then yeah, I I would. I mean, I'd rather have some cooked some cooked biscuits. You'd be fine. That's just chili and biscuits. That's not a hot dish. Like, you gotta at least have some, like, tater tots or something in there, like... Soup? Some soup? What well, I mean, the, like, the chili is a soup. Oh yeah, I mean, is chili true. a soup, or is it a no, stew? Or is it chili? I think like, it's chili. Yeah, is it's stew? chili stew? I don't know. It's kind of, it kind of saddles the line. But that's not here nor there. This is not homebrew chili. <laughs> uh, <laughs> beer. All right, we should talk about beer, because yeah. we're 20 minutes in, and we have what? not... Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're gonna be talking about Flanders Red today, the ESC Flanders Red, uh, style twenty three B for those playing at home. All right, are you ready for a? Yeah. All right, oh, uh, I'm pulling it from Beer Cam, by the way. And it, you, if you're looking at Beer Cam, you can see the lacing. This was yes. this was another one that was. Uh, so fun fact: this uh, this beer was brewed 2017. So this beer That's awesome. Is so we're drinking a year and year and six months. Minute. Yep. You're in, yeah, you're in some odd, some odd months. Um, I put it on uh, wine-soaked oak cubes probably four or five months ago. And, yeah. So this is 23B Flanders Red Ale. So recipe here, again, like this one's, this one is actually a little bit more complicated than most of mine. Uh, 30% uh, Belgian Munich. uh, 30% Vienna. Uh, 20% flake corn, 10% uh, Belgian Cara 20, 5% Belgian Cara 45, and then 5% uh, Special B. Uh, then we used an ounce of Saz at 60 minutes uh, for 12.7 IBUs. 
And then uh, we fermented with Y yeast, or no, White Labs Belgian Ale yeast. And I definitely need to look the number up on that one. White Labs Belgian uh, WLP 550. And we also threw a, no, that's not what we used in here. No, we, you know what it was. We couldn't find the thing in here. We used uh, the White Labs uh, Flanders. They have a Flanders strain. Ooh, White Labs, eh? I think so. Yeah, White Labs Flanders Red. What is uh, that all? What's WLP665. Okay. Um, it is a proprietary blend of Saccharomyces, Britomyces with Lactobacillus and Pediococcus. Jeez. It's all in one. Yes. But it's like sticking the bucket uh, on the roof. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it, yeah, kind of. Except, uh, you know, less Hunt- Hudson Stank. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> roof stank? Roof stank. Uh-huh. You got that roof stank coming off that really clean St. Croix River. Brother. <laughs> All right, so we're looking at a sour, fruity, red wine-like Belgian-style ale with an interesting supportive malt flavors and fruit complexity. The dry finish and tannin completes the mental image of a fine red wine. Aroma, complex, fruity, sour profile with supporting malt that often gives a wine-like impression. Fruitiness is high and reminiscent of black cherries, oranges, plums, or red currants. There are often low to medium, low vanilla or chocolate notes. Spicy phenols can be present in low amounts for complexity. Sour aroma ranges from balanced to intense, prominent vinegary acetic characters, inappropriate, no hop aroma. It's very whiny. Definitely whiny. Um... I get. Trying to give it a swirl here. It's just too high. I get black cherry right up front. Uh, some plum. Black cherry. Um, I gave it a swirl and then covered it, and then kind of sniffed under. So yeah, wine, black cherry for sure. A little bit of um, dark malt or chocolate almost, and then like I immediately got a whiff of PDO. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah um, there's which is fine because yeah there's a soury purposely put that in yeah. there so a big like blah, like sour um, amongst the I really like the aroma I'm yeah not the aroma is damn good here um, it's it, it's complex I'm trying to do it's some not justice for it like, it's not this, overly sour mm-hmm. um, so I guess I, if it I, I'm the word that's sticking out here on aroma is spicy phenols and and that is very much. We're not getting any like medium low vanilla necessarily, but I'm not either. I think if this had gone into a barrel like a sour should, like this should, then it would, then it would have picked up the toast from the barrel Correct. instead of like would have had that we, we used uh, toasted oak chips or mm-hmm. spirals. I think I'm trying to remember now. So there is, there is a a smidge of like oak oak. Um, yeah, but not it's, so much vanilla necessarily. Um, so this is also a quote unquote rickified. Sour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a kind of a term that we we discussed uh, over the eighty style challenge because Rick doesn't like sour. Um, so a lot of the sours we did, we tried to temper back some of the uh, a lot of the lacto hmm. because he like that that sharp sourness. Sure. And so like that that was just kind of our goal for it. So we we lowered some temperatures to kind of restrict some lacto growth. Got it. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how if that actually came through or not, or if this is still super tart. Yeah, now I'm pushing a little bit. There's pushing a little bit more of the oak character. There's, there's just a lot going on in this. Aroma there, no, there is. It's. I mean, it's a complex beer. Notice the first word they used in the description is the word complex. Yes. So and and you know, and we're getting fruit. We're getting sour. We're correct. getting so thus I think, I think we nailed it. Or, you nailed right. it Appearance. Uh, we're looking for a, a deep red burgundy to reddish brown in color. Good clarity, white to very pale tan head, average to good head retention. Again, this yep. is the same thing. Like, All of it's the above. Around. Yep. Because uh, we. Oh, kinda, that's a beautiful color. Definitely, because we kind of <coughs> pour this before. Um, before we start the episode, we, we don't have to get up in the middle of the thing. We're twenty minutes. Uh, after I would. I would this. call this reddish brown. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then yeah, like more tan head, but pale tan, like, yep. like it says. So. All right. Now the important bit: the flavor. Intense fruitiness commonly includes plum, orange, black cherry, or red currants. A mild vanilla and or chocolate character is often present. Spicy phenols can be present in low amounts of uh, for complexity. Sour flavor ranges from complimentary to intense and can have an acidic bite. 
or acetic. I don't, you can say it however Ooh, you whatever. want. Uh, multi flavors range from complementary to prominent and often have a soft, toasty, rich quality. Generally, as the sour character increases, the malt character blends to more of a background flavor and vice versa. No hop flavor. Restrain hop bitterness. An acetic, tannic bitterness is often present in low to moderate amounts and adds an aged red wine-like character and finish. Prominent vinegary acetic character is inappropriate. Diastole is perceived only in a very mi- in very minor qualities, if at all, as a complementary flavor. Balanced to the malt side, but dominated by the fruity, sour wine-like impressions. So, um, for those of you who were listening back then, and those of you who weren't, just a refresher. Um, so I took the oak, oak cubes or spirals. I honestly can't remember which ones I used in this. I kegged this a while back. Um, and I soaked them in red wine overnight. And then dump that mixture into the beer. Okay. I'm going to drink this now. Well, I was hoping you were going to do that while I was talking. So there wouldn't be any. I was listening. I was listening to, and then if you were watching on the, the, you know, if you're watching, I was fucking around with my cable on my headphones. Yeah, I gave him a little clip because he's like, I can't deal with cables anymore. This is 2019. I'm being a bitch about headphones today. Can we get wireless headphones, please? (laughs) 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 Oh, wow. That is interesting. Holy moly. There's a lot going on. I need to... Now the carb's kind of pissing me off. It needs to be a little bit... A little bit heavier. Yeah. Yeah, I, I may have overcarbed this just a little bit. Because it's supposed to be low to medium. And it's about medium right now. It's medium, yeah. And it should be low. Actually... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence here, low to medium. I'm getting a little bit of... Uh, I'm getting some black cherry. Yeah, black cherry. Getting some uh, some chocolate. A little bit of oak. There's there's definitely that sour. Um, some bretomyces is in there. Yeah, and this one, this one drinks very... It drinks dry. It drinks like wine. Yeah, no, it's very dry, very wine-like, um, sour. Like it, it, like I'm, like I think if, I, if I were blindfolded and someone handed this to me, I, and it weren't, You'd and say it, what wine is this? Well, yeah, if it weren't carbonated at all, then I would wonder if I were was drinking wine. So, um, even with the with the carb where it is, mm-hmm. it's still very wine-like. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then if you look, if you're following along here. Diacetyl is perceived in only very minor quantities. Um, if if you listen to us do an off flavor, he some, is super. I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive to all the off flavors because I I work on that because mm-hmm. I train my palate and I I try to do multiple off flavor tastings every year. I did three last year, one with you guys, um, and then I was in a pilot class for the Better Beer Society in Minneapolis, and we did another. We did an off-flavor tasting, and then later on we did a, a, an exam. So, I mean, technically. Are you getting a lot of diastole in this? No. Okay. And that's what I wanted to point out, is that if you are looking at... Jeez, excuse me. If you are looking at, at the bottom here, on uh, flavor-wise, diastole is perceived in very minor quantities, if at all as a complementary flavor. Now, I think this is one of the very rare cases where where you'd want a little bit correct and i do believe and you know correct me if i'm wrong i, I guess i'd have to type to type 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 into google but i'm guessing the pediococcus uh, is probably the the culprit for probably the diacetyl in this which is again very low uh desirable and i think it blends into the beer you know very nicely um Definitely a complimentary flavor. I do like that. I'm not gonna lie. I like this beer. I'm, yeah, it's, this is man. The last it's, two it's a we've solid had are sour. Really um, interesting. Well, and I never thought I would be able to brew a sour. Mm-hmm. And every sour we've pulled has been pretty solid. I'm mm-hmm. not, I haven't been mad about it. This I think is one of the better ones though. Hey man, yeah. What do I always say? If you knock something out of the park, and start thinking about why, and then maybe <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the the no fermentation control really helps with the sours. Uh, with these, yeah, definitely. Like, it just let let them flux because, well, especially over a year, this is had hot and cold. Yep. In the basement, and so that will help with the complexity of flavors. It's kind of like uh, whiskey that way. Like mm-hmm. the more contraction you can get mm-hmm. in the in the temp. 
Uh, Mouthfeel, uh, medium-bodied, low Definitely. to medium carbonation, uh, low to medium astringency, like mm. a well-aged red wine. Totally. Yeah. That's pretty um, much Often exactly. with a prickly acidity, deceivingly light and crisp on the palate, although a somewhat sweet finish is not uncommon. I Yeah, no, this beer is knocked out of the park, I think. Yep. This Cup, is beautiful. Two thumbs up. Yeah. I, I'm not mad that I have a keg of it. Yeah. You know, this is a rare sour that I might... I'll have, probably finish this. And maybe have another glass. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's only 5%, so, you know. Yeah. Well, five and a half. Uh, <coughs> 7%, 9%, you know. I don't, it just climbs. Indeed. Uh, well, it's, yeah. So, Sourfest was yesterday. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I did not too. go because I didn't need that heartburn in my it's life. It's not really a thing I would go to. Um... All right. What uh, are we talking about? Today? We are talking about wedding beer. Oh, yeah. All right. So a little background on this. My brother is getting married in September, uh, which I'm very happy for him and his fiance, I guess. I don't know. They seem very stressed, and I find that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting phone calls like, do you know somebody who can do this or somebody who can do this? Jeez. Because like, like, weddings are so expensive, dude. Oh yeah, uh, I don't understand why anyone wants to do that. Like yeah, they they don't want to have a wedding. <laughs> but they well, it this is another one of those things like funerals, like I don't shit man, they suck, but it's for the family, it's not for the Yeah, exactly. And like yeah. that's and that's the thing they're like we just want to have a kick-ass party with everybody at it. So like they're they're spending the least amount that they can on the ceremony and just yeah. pumping everything into the party afterwards. It's kind of the jam, and you know, the, honestly, like the hard part about those is that they go so fast. Yeah, you're never gonna remember the whole thing. Oh no, because everybody's gonna be hammered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so my brother said that the only gift he wants from me is he wants me to brew them a beer. Um, and he wants a porter. And his fiance wants peanut butter in it. So peanut butter porter, which apparently is all the rage now. I don't understand. There is rage, yes. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel, Brian. But no, just, I don't care. It's it's not something that I would ne- like. I, I would never seek out a peanut butter porter. When I, I it's a crowd pleaser though. It, it totally is. You know, uh, pastry stout, whatever, or yeah. you know, pastry porter. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, I thought it would be fun to develop and workshop the recipe here on the show. I'm hoping to get two or three iterations before I have to actually brew the final beer because mm-hmm. I really don't want to fuck up a wedding beer. I truly yeah, do no, not. That's like, the, you know, it's, no, I, I want. To, I don't know your brother very well, but I, w- I would assume that he wouldn't be as upset. But. No, he wouldn't be upset at all. But I would be upset. Right. Like I'm upset when I fuck up a beer here. Like and. Nobody's tasting it, but people I don't like. I mean, friends. Uh, and, uh, like, I don't know. I'd be upset about it. So I, I had a few style ideas. Um, I don't want to do just, like, the straight American porter. Okay, why? Um, just probably too hoppy. Too too hoppy, to too dry, butter. too roasty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'm thinking more like the, either like a pre-prohibition porter. Sure. Where you get, uh, use like something like Cal Common mm-hmm. um, and like some adjuncts and get like some of that sweetness in there mm. to kind of back up some of that peanut butteriness. Right. And I think you'll get more like a, like almost like a sandwichy character, if you sure. will. Um, or like an English porter. Where again, you have, you have like the, the big toffee chocolatey notes to kind of back up the peanut butter. Sure. I do definitely think that the bitterness should be restrained on this, so I'm following you, and I'm I'm agreeing on that end. Um, you know, I mean, I think what we're talking about here is like obviously a two row base malt. You know, maybe some Munich or aromatic or something like that. Um, probably like a, a low, like a C forty, maybe. Uh, you know, I mean, dare we put chocolate malt in this? I. I don't know. <laughs> I think that, and also I think the roast should be restrained as well. The roast so, should. I so mean, do do we go with a deep bittered? Absolutely. Black malt, like, I think we do. I think we go. You know, Carafa's special dehusk one two three something like that. Yeah, so and it's just off the like, top of my head. Yeah, go go for something sweet and <laughs> nutty. Versus, uh, it, it wouldn't be out of order to maybe jam a little honey malt in. Oh, I I didn't even think about honey malt. Yeah, yeah. gambrinus. Honey malt. That could be fun. 
Like, and then, um, yeah. So then, like straight off the bat, I'm thinking PB two. I, I think the 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 easy the path of least resistance here is PB two. PB two in the boil or in the fermenter. Uh. Well, uh, or do we try both and see which one tastes better? I think if you're going to do, if if you are going to do a couple iterations of this and then and then have a final that, yeah, you should maybe play and see. See, like do one in the boil, one in the fermenter, and see which one. Right, that's kind of how I would. Okay, um, so here's, should we do something for head retention because we're going to be destroying yes. head. Right off the top with with adding peanut butter because it's going to be oily and we're, gross. We're probably going to want to work with some carafoam here. Carafoam? For sure. And then um, another thing to... I need to, to beer smith here. Yeah, another thing to kind of um, mitigate like roast that we're going to grab from uh, like your chocolate malt or your, or that black, black patent or things like that. Um, you might even want to think about uh, cacao nibs. Cocoa, oh, cocoa really? nibs. Yeah, and then, I mean, if... You know, PB two works pretty well at ten minutes in you know uh, left in the boil. Um, really trying to think here. I think when we did, what was it? You know, I think American Velvet. I think it was like just cocoa powder and PB two in the bright tank in your finishing tank. Which one was American Velvet? Coffee Stout. Okay, but we just made the stout base and didn't put the coffee into the bright. So, so the other the, the, the other the other thought that I had was completely disregard his porter thing mm-hmm. and do a peanut butter milk stout. Man, but, I'm gonna be honest with you. If you made a milk stout and then jammed peanut butter in it, like I don't think anyone's gonna notice that it's a milk stout, not a porter. I know. I think the lactose would would help uh, body wise as well. I think that that's would, would well, and, that, and that's what I was thinking. It like it's gonna it would. I could tell them it's a porter, but it's one of those things where we have some lactose to play with. But then there's people in the family who are lactose intolerant. Oh. <laughs> so I got to deal with that, too. So I got to be careful with that. So if I don't care about those people drinking it, then... Yeah. Well, I, guess. I, th- I think I think if we go with an English style or a pre-prohibition... Like, you had mm-hmm. our pre-prohibition porter, right? Uh-huh. That was one of the ones I drank a bunch of. It. Yeah. Like it was well, a very, I'm a sucker for a good porter, so right. or or Schwartz beer, which is pretty well, goddamn similar man, to beers. What ha- like why did the porter craze die? That's I a thing know. that porter. What was it? it? Was like the first uh, the first like major industrialized beer. Beer. It was. It was. They Lung. well, they were basically part of guiling the stouts and making mm-hmm. porters. Yep. And then the, then the gin craze hit. Ah, fuck gin. <laughs> well, alrighty then. I mean, it's good. Is there, is there like a gin podcast out there we could get into like a street fight with them? Like, you know, they might hey, get out of our territory. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know who would win. We have more <laughs> bottles to throw at them, but <laughs> they're not going to throw their bottles. They're exactly. just going to keep them and, and drink out of them. We're like, and then we'll win. Yeah, we'll probably win. And <laughs> the great gin, we're scrappy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. um so I guess the first like, what do you think? Should we do pre-prohibition or English? Like, because I'm I'm you know, honestly I, torn. I liked where you were going with the yeast character piece because what 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 is the the drum I beat all the time? Think about what your yeast is going to do to mm-hmm. the flavor of the beer. Okay, now you brought this up earlier, and I think I think we're probably looking at like a London ale strain here, uh, or like some kind of English character. Use dry yeast, probably US four, etc. I think that's kind of what we're looking for for a little bit more of that fruity quality to kind of like bolster the but type of flavor. But wouldn't uh, like Cal Ale do the same thing? Cal Common? Or Cal Common, Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I think you're on the right path with that one too. Uh, how do you feel about adjuncts? Like throwing some flake corn or something in there? Damn right. Uh, if you're going to be doing, um, you know, this, this PB2, depending on where it goes, there's going to be oil. I mean, I know that this, with the way that it's dehydrated, it helps... Uh, a lot to, um, you know, add as much, you know, carafoam or, th- or things that are going to help with body and head retention and, and that kind of shit. So, so, uh, all right. So I'm thinking us two row then mm-hmm. as the base. Yep. Um, I'm thinking some flake corn mm-hmm. because 
why the fuck not? Um, <laughs> you can always remove it. You just, oh, you know, again, this is first iteration. I mean, I don't think when you grab this first pint off of this one, you're going to be like, oh, shit, this is good except for the flaked coal. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but it's 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 going to add uh, it's going to add a graininess. It's going to yeah. add a creaminess that I think is going to be nice. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's yeah, that's super important. Actually, the cre- the creaminess quality of this. So, yep. and, and that again, that's you know, if you're doing the lactose. All right, some Carafa three. Yeah, debittered special, debittered. Uh, yeah. That's that's the quickest road to, to darkness. <laughs> <laughs> the quickest road. To, that's a cool sentence. Well, that's yeah. what we should call this beer. The quickest road to darkness. <laughs> I mean, that's a terrible name for a wedding beer. It might be taken. But... Oh God, yeah. <laughs> No, no, in that case, this beer, we need to call this uh, monogamy is a trap. <laughs> it's a tarp. It's a trap. <laughs> a pilots can't handle flavor of this magnitude. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So, all right. So I have some uh, two row, got some flake corn, Carafa three. We need, we need some Carafoam. Damn right. Uh, just to counteract that. Carafoam, chip malt. Uh, you said chip malt or chip malt? Yeah, whatever. Whatever is oh, gonna. That is not in Beersmith. Uh, oh, I gotta add a. I gotta download a thing. Interesting. Yeah, there might be an add-on. Yeah, I've never used chip malt. That's uh, that's another thing. Oh, we were talking about honey malt. We're talking about honey malt. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the? Is that overkill on sweetness though? Uh, yeah. If we have the corn in there, I don't know if we need the honey. I would uh, agree. Um. All right. So, all right. I need to figure out how to add chip malt to Beersmith. We're gonna figure that out on there. Chip malt. Clack Beer smith. I mean, even f- you know, in this situation, flaked barley could also be a thing to aid with retention. Um, Is that chip malt from Wireman's? I don't think Wireman makes a chip. All right, who makes that's, a chip? Yeah, that's a Google. Um, uh, to, to get it on a homebrew, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will not add that to the recipe for. I'll, right. Uh, what should I put in for a temporary stand-in for chip? Best malls is probably your best bet for chip. Uh, I'm just looking at an invoice here. That's C H I T, right? Correct. Uh, chip spits, carapils, carafoam. I mean, if you want more flavor consistency, probably flaked barley. And I think from an accessibility standpoint, I don't know what people out there like homebrew stores or where they buy stuff from. I but do like flaked barley. Yeah, flaked barley will help. I mean, I think basically the 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 rub here, or the argument we're having is that we just are trying to, um, you know, fluff the body up. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm sorry, the, the head retention, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, body's gonna be fine. Body's body's <laughs> gonna be fine. We're gonna, yeah, high, higher end on the mash. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just cause you, you need that head. I think you need that be like, you need that foaminess. Yeah. All right. So right now, um, the malts that we have are pale corn, carafoam, carafa three and flake barley. Okay. I, we're missing a few pieces here. We're, mi- we're missing some layers of caramel complexity. Yeah. We, we need, we need a caramel in there. So I'm thinking definitely thinking like a C20. Or a C40. Something low. Yeah. 2040. And then what do you think about like a dry roast or double roasted crystal? Ooh. I mean, think about I, that. I, honestly, like if, if we pull the C or the um, Carafa 3 back a little and maybe even went with like one or two. Do like and a Carafa 1? Yeah. Debittered and then whipped some. What, what does the calculation say? After you throw in some DRC in there, right, Simpsons. I, I haven't put numbers in. And okay. I'm, I'm just I'm just getting like what we want in there, and then we'll get Got ratios. It. Well, I just I mean I'm, I want to make sure the SRM is correct. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so all right, so Carafa one, and then you said double a, roasted crystal from Simpsons. Do not have that on here, Beersmith. You're letting me down. <laughs> all right, Simpsons. Is that the extra dark? Mm-mm. Or is it different? No, it's literally called DRC. Oh, God damn it! All right. I love it in their advertising in, in some of the brewing magazines. It's like the key to stouts or like the secret ingredient in a world 
in a world <laughs> with different ingredients. Ingredients are your friend. All right, we might have to add the DRC after this, sure. and then deal with it. I'm just gonna throw some, uh, some very high like sim or uh, just so we can get the uh, SRM. Do you know sure. what the SRM of that is? I will hopefully tell you in just a short sec here. Uh, three forty nine a pound. Uh, that is a price, not an SRM. Yeah. Well, there is a lava bond here. One hundred five, one twenty. Uh, oh God damn it! All right, yeah, let me let me, not... let me pull up my lava bond to SRM calculator. Oh, Jesus, gracias. All right, um, color converter. God damn it! No, Bruto doesn't exist anymore. But they still have a thing. All right. So what did you say for your lava bond? Well, it was like 105 to 120. All right. So 141. Perfect. I will use Simpsons uh, da, 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 brown malt, I guess, to simulate that. Sure. Well, so I, I, I looked up Simpsons DRC substitute, and they're just saying to use like a C110. Oh, okay. I'll just throw C110 in there. I mean, anything, literally anything between C120 and like, 300 or whatever is completely fucking useless for brewing, so it's, they don't make anything above 120. Yeah. Just the flavors. Or yeah. All right. yeah, so I, th I threw 120 in there cool. for our, for our just our DRC substitute. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, all right, so we have the two row, we have the corn, we have the uh, DRC, mm -hmm. we have the carafoam, we have the carafa one, and we have flake barley. Do you think we're still missing the C40 in there? I think so. We're missing some sweetness. Wait, wait, wait. Do we say a C20? I got to throw the C20 in there. I haven't put that in there yet. Well, we're, we're talking C20 or C40. Like a low caramel. Though with the peanut butter, I don't know, because that's going to add some sweetness of its own. So then maybe 20 is the way to go. Less. Uh, so crystal or caramel? <laughs> Well, I'd have to go back and listen to the episode. I'm thinking uh, caramel. Because <laughs> we're doing an American. What up, whichever episode I went on a rant about. <laughs> well, right. no, we did a whole episode on the difference between the two, didn't we? We did. Yeah. We did. All right. So I am looking for Porter. Um, uh, they haven't even updated their shit yet. All right. I'll do a brown Porter in here as a decent start. Um, all right. This is a wedding beer. I don't want to go too crazy. So, let's start with eight pounds of two row. What? Oh, I have it on extract. I was like, how did eight pounds of two row give me an a gravity of 0 0.21 or 0.021? Well, <laughs> that does not make any sense. All right. Um... All right. Uh, talk about something while I'm put throwing numbers in here. So oh, I can... okay. <coughs> that I can do. Um, I think, again, like most of the time when I'm thinking about or looking at this, like from a porter standpoint, we're talking about an English uh, alias. Unless we're doing an American one, then, you know, we'd probably could probably get away with doing USO5 or like Chico or whatever. But I'm going to be honest, I think we're looking at uh, an English yeast for sure. So like London ale on a white labs or uh oh gosh i think that the the, the thames valley would work probably pretty well for uh this type of recipe and that'd probably be I don't, i'm a i'm a i'm a white labs dude and i know you're a y yeast dude so i'm good either way yeah i think i would I'd probably shoot towards wlp 13 on this one if you're white labs and then uh yeah, uh, thirteen or dry oh four. Um. All right, so I have something here. I'm not super happy with it. It needs to be tweaked a little. I got it. Well, hmm. All right, so what I have right now is seventy percent of two row. Okay. Ten percent uh, flake corn. Okay. Five percent flake barley. 5% carafone, which might be too much. I think I might need to drop that down to two and a half. Yeah. I would. 
So let's drop that down to 0.25 and let's bring this up to, well, yeah. Cause my, ah, my color is still not where I want it. I'm still way too light. Were we talking about the difference between Carafa one and three? Yeah, let me, let me let, pop three in there let me instead. Pop three in there. I mean, do we want to talk about doing cocoa nibs in this too, or no? I mean, maybe. Think about bourbon-soaked cocoa nibs. Oh, yeah. With some peanut butter, that'd be delicious. Sure. I mean, here's my here's what got me thinking about that though was that I'm going to split the difference to Carafa two. Okay. For sure, deep bitter because we want to be careful about the roast yeah. and the acridity in this. But yeah, what got me thinking about cocoa nibs soaked? I was thinking, okay, we could soak them in vodka, but then it's like, okay, you're gonna get booze. But then, if you're gonna do booze, and you might get a little, you might want to get a little bit of that complexity. So maybe do bourbon. But then, also the PB two is a product that I can't, you know, I, I can't be entirely sure that it's not gonna give me some type of infection. Um, if you mix that in with the, if you, well, if you don't put, if, I'm saying if you don't put the PB2 in the boiler, no, no, but if, if you're putting in the fermenter, if you do a slurry of the nibs and bourbon and the PB2, yep, that that'll work fine, but that'll then completely, you're going to have to overshoot the amount of PB2 as well. Cause it's, it's going to drop with true trub. Oh, in the, yeah. In, yep. in your fermenter. I mean, you're going to get that anyway from the boil, from the transfer, uh, from the kettle to the fermenter, so... And you can always add more. It's true. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm thinking, like, as from a sanitation standpoint... Right. If you slurry it with the bourbon... That'd work fine. And you're going to pick up some character from it, too. Yeah, you're going to get some interesting flavor. I do like interesting flavor. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, uh, color's still not there. If I... Uh, let's. Bump, well, if I bump the carafe up to half, if it's not half, there, let's think about another dark malt then, like chocolate. I mean, like ever, I I feel like everybody out there, and and I feel like I just knee jerked on. Chocolate I'm thinking too, English but, chocolate. Okay, like sure. Simpsons, like sure, chocolate malt. I don't know why I'm knee jerking on that, but let's let's throw let's like see. just like a quarter of a pound. Mm-hmm. I mean, what 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 what's our SRM on that? Like, 350-ish. And let me drop this. Car- well, so I have I have half a pound of carafa in there. I think that's a lot. Uh, that's five. Give, give me a percentage. Five. five. Oh, too much. Yeah. So I'm thinking like that needs to drop down to a quarter of a pound, which is two and a half percent. That's where I want it. All right. So if I if all right, I, then we got a layer something else. But that DRC truly uh, might lend some. So how much DRC are you thinking? Oh man! Because um, right now, right now, I have five percent, which seems like a lot for a dark malt like that. Well, think of, don't think about it as a dark malt. Think about it as a caramel malt. So then it's five percent. Okay, which is fine because I have I have five percent of that and C twenty. If I actually, what if I bump the C twenty up to a C forty? Uh, yeah, try that. Thoughts. Um, I mean, SRM is so fucking hard to read. It is. Um, so we're looking at 22 SRM, which is in style because we're looking between 20 and 30. Mm-hmm. But I think I want it to be a little darker. Okay. Wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, well, okay. Let me put it this way. When we've looked at porters on the show, what are we... What are we looking for? We're we, looking we, for like a ruby. We want the ruby, and this is going to give us ruby. So I think so, yeah, maybe no, we're overthinking this. Yeah. And also, it's a wedding. They're going to be drinking our solo cups. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see the SRM. <laughs> this is going to be like a me thing, like where I'm going to be super anal about it, but nobody else is going to notice. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're shooting for like, you know, a porter, then I think we're probably going to be fine. All right. So here's what I have. Let All me right. know what you think. Yep. Uh, 70% roughly. It's like 68.3. I'm just going to round. round. Uh, 70% two row. Stick in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10% flake corn. Mm-hmm. I like that percentage for that. Okay. Uh, 5% flake barley. 5% C40. 5% DRC. Um, 2.5% uh, Carafa 2, debittered. 
um, two and a half percent carafoam, two and a half percent chocolate, English chocolate. Man, that's a complex bill. It is. It's one of the most complex I've ever made. Mm-hmm. Are we thinking maybe? I think we might. There's some overkill with either. Let's see. So we've got flake barley I think, and carafoam. Yeah, I think we can ditch one. I think you're going to need to put rice hulls in this too. Yeah. Rice hulls. Uh, so between well, yeah, carafoam yeah. and flaked barley and corn. I like the idea corn. of the corn. Okay. No, like, no, like, no. That creaminess is thinking. good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying ditch that. I'm just saying like, I don't know. Maybe we're kind of overdoing it with. Like, I, I think, and, I think we can ditch the flaked barley. Okay. So we're making up with that with what? It'd be the carafoam, wouldn't it? Yep. That's, that's my thinking. Yeah, and that gives us an estimated original gravity of 1050. So, where do you want to be with it? It's a wedding beer, so I want to be five, six percent. Okay, and then 50 is going to put us in there, depending on what yeast we're using. Where are we going to be? Um, so if we use man, I'm, I'm torn between English. So, I like the idea of English because they spent the last two years in England. Like, so it's a little, you know, so like a London ale, I think would be good. Yeah, I think, um, I think we're staring at one of the London ales, but I would, uh, think carefully about which one, because they all do a different Yeah, stuff yep. Between the three not, of them. Not the ESB. Mm-mm. Maybe, well, London ale two, I think is going to be too, f- well. To what? I was thinking like too under attenuated and fruity. Yeah, and I mean, without having temp control, and we've already got... Mm, That's why, like, Cal Ale lends itself to... Cal Common. Or Cal Common, yeah, sorry. Cal Common lends itself a little bit to that, but... You know what? Roll with Cal Common now. Um, and we can change it up. Yeah, if it's, if it's wacky, then... We'll figure else. something out. Well, I'm also... Looking at making some fermentation chambers in the near future. Sure. Okay. To, to deal with some of that. So that will put us at, uh, where does that ferment out to? Uh, da, 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 original 1013, um, which, why doesn't it give me an estimated ABV? Oh, I can't see your screen. You're on Beersmith, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Four and er, <coughs> no, it's fine. Four four point eight five percent. Okay. I think I think we can bump it up a little bit, and I can do that easily by just adding another pound of uh, two row. Two row. Boom, five and a half percent. That makes me happy. And I'd rather just add more base malt in than any of the colored malts. Um, yeah. So if we go with Cal Lager or Cal Common. Mm-hmm. Um, that will, I think, I think that'll give us the character that we want. Um, and then, yeah, uh, hops. I'm thinking just Willamette and at 60. Uh, what are you looking for IBU wise on that? On this? Yeah. Like not next to, like just balance. Yeah. Like 20. 20. Yeah. Willamette, damn it. Like, whatever. It, I mean, shit, man. Magnum, whatever works. Yeah, no, just like... You're, you're going to have enough shit in the... In the if I do... One and a half ounces of Willamette mm-hmm. at 60 minutes, that gives me 27 IBUs. Okay. Enough, well, and if any of the Willamette hop character comes through, I don't think it's going to clash. Sure. Like, I wouldn't want to use... I don't think I'd want to use a C-hop... Or anything like that. No, no, no. Too, you don't want any hop character. In this I want any. I all. want something that's going to be earthy or herbal. Yep. It's okay. Well, am it, damn it. All right. Add miscellaneous. Yeah, all right. It doesn't have that in here. I gotta do a bunch of down. I so I have like three computers that have Beersmith on them, <laughs> and they all have different add-ons. Nice. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna lock that in, uh, just as 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 iteration one, and we'll. We might tweak a little bit, but right now what we have is 74 or 75% uh, two row, 10% corn, uh, 5% or 4.5% uh, C40, 4.5% C1, or well, DRC, 
2.5% Carafa 2, 2.5% Carafoam, 2.5% Chocolate Malt, and then uh, 27 IBUs of Willamette fermented with California Lager. It works. All right. And we are at 59 minutes. Jeez. Look at us. Right? right. Well, coming up with recipes is hard work. Takes time. Delightful time. But, yeah. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, If you have any experience dealing with peanut butter in your home brews and would like to weigh in, please let me know. Yeah, we did not get into that. We will. We will. Well, so we we decided we're going to... Try different things. Yeah, because we've we've talked about this before too. We but, did about uh, PB two. Yeah, about PB two specifically, and I think that's honestly the best option to put it in there. Agreed. Um, all right. So if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, where to have you go and choose an email at feedback at blindersstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash studios. You can follow us on Twitter at blindersquareninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.